Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. We began our day today in Ukraine. The Vladimir Putin is responsible for war crimes. No one should be threatening violence against a Supreme Court justice. Roe versus Wade reversed. Slapped women in the face in terms of the disrespect. The authority to return to the states. We will have a vote on Wednesday. The Women's Health Protection Act. The inflation. The stock market. Rising gas prices. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in Monday. Hope you had a great uh, Mother's Day holiday. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there listening in. Vladimir Putin is not looking well. He gave his uh, May 9th Victory Day speech, which commemorates the 25 million who were lost in uh, World War II, Russians that were lost in World War II. And, um, you know, it wasn't so much what he said, although what he said wasn't really that meaningful. And some of the people are saying, hey, you know what? The good news is he was relatively um, calm and wasn't foaming at the mouth and didn't look like he was going to, you know, drop a nuke or something in the middle of this thing. But it was the it was the nonverbal communication that that caught my eye on this. He he looked terrible. He looked like he was on steroids or something. I mean, and you know, a lot of people have questioned his health. Some people have wondered is is it Parkinson's? Some people have wondering is it cancer? I, I I'm not a I'm not a medicine guy. Uh, maybe we can get Greg Murphy to diagnose it. But um, he looked bad, and the generals that surrounded him. I mean, one old guy on there looked like one of the grumpy old men out of the Muppets, Muppets TV show. You know, the old guys that used <laughs> yeah. to sit up on the balcony? Yeah. He, he really rah, did. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. There he is right there. <laughs> That's exactly what this guy looked like. You know, I think it was last week that some someone reported that, uh, I mean, as fact, that, hey, uh, he was going under the knife for cancer surgery. I, I have heard that too, and people have speculated that the only reason that, that hasn't happened yet is because he wanted to get the speech in today. Mm-hmm. We'll so see. It'll be kind of interesting to see see or hear anything from him after today, in the next you know week or two. But uh, to your point, all all those Russian leaders are kind of old guard Soviet Union KGB types, and uh, you know what Vladimir, what he is. What close to seventy, right? Yeah, Late sixties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he might actually be in his seventies. Yeah, that, that, but he's so, up there. Yeah. So that you know that generation, uh, you know what Soviet Union went down in what uh, ninety ninety one something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so a lot of those old school guys are old. I mean, that was heck. That's thirty five well, years ago. He's sixty nine. Yeah. According to Clark. So, so he was a young buck during that time, and so the it was interesting about it when I saw the old guy up there, the the Muppets guy. I thought to myself. Well, well, maybe this guy was from World War Two. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably. Not. Or again, he just looked like a, dem- a, a typical Democrat. Yeah, right? that's true. <laughs> Democrat leadership, uh, where Joe Biden is probably <laughs> has the the, the uh, best intellectual capabilities available. I mean, think about it. Schumer, Biden, Pelosi. All these people yeah. are just. I mean, their age, their age is up there, but when they the th- some of the things they say, you just want to question them. But by the way, I saw something on uh, Town Hall that, uh, that caught my eye. I didn't I didn't read the whole story, but uh, it was something about the DeSantis is going to um, put a bill up 
that would teach all the high schoolers about the people that have suffered and died under communism, hmm. which uh, is is really interesting. I, I, you know, as 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 much propaganda that our public high schoolers get concerning you know how wonderful communism is uh three cheers for uh, desantis I, and this guy is whether or not he runs when uh this the, in 24 and it looks like donald will probably run again but sooner or later i mean i'm tickled pink that we've got him in the wings i mean our our um farm system <laughs> compared to the democrats is uh unbelievable you mean the Republicans don't have anything to counter AOC? <laughs> wow. What a bunch of dimwits. I mean, that's the theme of today's. There is a theme. You know, as I put these stories together, it seems like every every day there's, there's a certain theme. And the theme today is the Democrats are clueless as to how the American people despise their policies, and yet they continue to push these policies. Well, you know, the things that they're pushing, I, I don't think it's going to sell in the no. fall. I, I really don't. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, you can't tell me that this leak in the Supreme Court, you know, was it planned just simply to take the focus off Biden's failed policies, you know, poll numbers, he's down in, I think he's, what, 46 of the 50 states now, he's in the negatives, which is which are pretty unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, the the economy and what's going on with inflation and, yeah. and the gas prices and things such as that stock market was down again today big time yeah and they continue to focus on something that i think the average american could care less about well what's interesting is cnn cnn did a poll and it was actually they did there was two polls out there one before the leak of the scotus um, draft opinion and another one after the leak and of course, the Dems are all about this. Oh, this is going to be a game changer. And, and you know, and last week, you had the Dems immediately trying to raise money off of the SCOTUS. Mm. You had uh, Biden, who immediately started using this for electioneering. But um, basically, the Dems think that this is going to be a game changer, and this this poll really says no, it's not. Sixty six percent say Roe v. Wade should not be completely struck down. Well, remember that only about 26% of the population really understand what Roe v. Wade is. Now, as soon as they find out that Roe v. Wade, all it is 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 taking this back to the state level to allow the state legislature to um, propose legislation and and vote on it at the state level, uh, people are going to begin to have a much different concept. I mean, the average, I would say 75% of the Americans out there think that Roe doing away with Roe is doing away with abortions, and obviously we've we've said it, it's not. Sixty six percent say Roe should not be completely struck down. Fifty nine percent would say support uh, they would support Congress passing legislation to establish a nationwide right to abortion, including eighty one Democrats, sixty five Independents, thirty percent of Republicans. But comparing the results of a new poll to one conducted immediately before the revelation of the draft opinion, the impact on the political landscape heading into the 2022 midterms appears fairly mooted the share of registered voters who say they're extremely or very enthusiastic about voting this fall rose six points between the first survey and the second 
but that increase is about even across the party lines. Among Democrats, 43% now say they're extremely or very enthusiastic, up seven points. Amongst the Republicans, it's 56%, up nine points. And voters who say overturning Roe would make them happy are nearly as twice as enthusiastic about voting this fall as those who say such things as a ruling would leave them angry. So when, when I'm saying Roe, the, the, the SCOTUS opinion that was leaked. Um, so it's, it's, it really is not a game changer. I mean, at best, it's, it's a level playing field before and after. At worst, the Republicans are actually up a hair. Yeah. on this issue uh, was it last was it the first part of last week when it when it was breaking that it, it was leaked i, I don't we've been a week or two yeah since i this think happened. it was tuesday wasn't it yeah I, I can't remember so much going on but uh i have intentionally watched when, when i have watched news or or even use the word loosely news shows but i've intentionally not watched <coughs> some of the typical conservative shows just to listen See what the uh, other side saying. Uh, the other side saying, and I, I am just amazed that the Democrats and the pundits on the Democrat side, as well as the the news media with CNN, MSNBC, and and really the three major networks as well, the the spin they're putting on this is just amazing to me. Uh, from from to to your point about hey, Rose Rose, not what they say it is, but not only is it not what they're saying is they're saying i mean they're starting to use this analogy of okay this is also is now they're going to attack lgbt uh, yeah, people yeah. they actually and, one of them came out and said they're going to take away brown versus the board of education yeah that, that was joy behar which is the stupidest person uh make, make sure i know that <laughs> everyone knows that stupidest person on, on uh, planet TV, earth planet earth probably but but to hear the Democrat publics, I mean, pundits right on up in the Democrat Party, I mean, they keep just spouting this stuff off. It just amazes me. It's not what it is. And they're trying to uh, just push this narrative that, hey, it's obvious. We, we've, this, we're going all nuclear. We've got to do something because we're way down. And they seem to think that, uh, and this is another loser issue on this, but they seem to think if we encourage these protests— at the Supreme Court and at the homes of the Supreme Court justices, somehow that's a winning argument, which is really interesting because I did a little study on this, and it, this is illegal. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is illegal under um, U.S. Code 1507, pickets or parades near or in a building housing a court of the United States or in or near the building or residence occupied or used by such a judge, juror, witness, or court officer are prohibited when done with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice. Well, well, clearly, by their own words, their intent is to interfere, obstruct, and impede the administration of justice. Exactly. I mean, they've, they've come out and said that. We don't have to prove that. By their own words, they've said that. The statute reads in full, whoever with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty, pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States, or in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such a judge, juror, witness, or court officer, or with such intent uses any sound truck or similar device or resorts to any other demonstration 
in or near any such building or residence shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both. Now, what's interesting about this, again, this is identical to what the Dems are trying. And, and look, they've locked up January 6th protesters that went into the Capitol. They're still under uh, arrest, and it's been over a year some of them haven't even been tried yet. I mean, you talk about, you know, having a speedy trial. Boy, that's anything but that for mm-hmm. them. And what's the, you know, the judicial branch is a co-equal third of our government. Yeah, and the hypocrisy of, of the of uh, the Biden administration and, and Democrat leadership as it relates comparing comparing this to you know any other protest now I, I i for one think the judiciary is a little different i almost put that up at a higher level than the executive can in congress because you know they're appointed it's not you know they're not they're not running for office and that type of thing so i i think you should protect them a little bit more but i i don't believe you should ever go to a um uh house or senate members i right. think a person's house and their home is their refuge and their their castle you should never go there. Peace, that is not peaceful protest. That is no. harassment. Exactly. Now, what's interesting is um, Jen Psaki, who, by the way, this is her last week. We won't have to see Peppermint Patty anymore. Don't let the circle back seen. on that one. Yeah, Thank yeah you, I hope the door don't hit her in the, you <laughs> on know, the way out. Yeah. Uh, you know, she has come out and said that, you know, well, the White House, you know, condemns active violence, threats, or vandalism, you know, over the weekend— there was threats to go in the Catholic Church. I don't know if that happened or not, but there was a uh, pro-life center in Wisconsin that was firebombed. They threw a Molotov oh, yeah. cocktail. And I, and I saw a church somewhere that was vandalized with spray paint yeah, spray and paint, that type yes. of thing. Um, yeah, you're right on that. That actually happened prior to Sunday, I think. And then, then you have these protesters who are, are, are coming uh, at, at the houses of the justices. And it's all well and good that Biden's giving lip service, that protesters should never include violence, threats, or vandalism. But, again, this is against the law. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, when are you going to get out there and say they've broken the law, and just as the Justice Department has come after the January 6th protesters, we're going to go after these pe- people that are protesting outside the homes of these justices? Uh, interestingly, Attorney General, let's cut one, Clark. Attorney General, uh, former Attorney General Bill Barr was on uh, um, Guy Benson's program last Friday, and they were talking about this very thing. So this is this is uh, Attorney General Bill Barr's take on the whole thing. Well, I was appalled that they didn't just come out and, and condemn this. It it really, to me, to, to you know, to to allow the doxing of uh, Supreme Court justices, obviously done. For, precisely to intimidate them and and it does expose them to additional threats but you know the left has been tolerant of violence for some time now uh, when, when trump first ran during the election there were numerous instances of groups uh, attacking uh, trump supporters uh they were never condemned by the democrats uh, they didn't condemn the violence over the summer of 2020 you know this is sort of part and parcel of the democratic party now uh, one of the distinctions is on January 6th, the Republican leaders came out and condemned it right away, the attacks on the police and the violence that uh, was used to enter the Capitol. So there's a clear distinction there. They're also threatening to disrupt uh, church services. And I haven't heard yep. the administration come down hard on that. 
it, it, well said, mm-hmm. and uh, the the double standard in hypocrisy is is pretty glaring. In fact, Queen Nancy Pelosi today lauded protesters expressing righteous anger yeah. in the wake of that leaked uh, uh, draft from the uh, Supreme Court. Quote, while we have seen and heard extraordinary anguish in our communities, Pelosi said, we have been moved by how many have channeled their righteous anger, righteous anger into meaningful action, planning to march and mobilize to make their voices heard. Pelosi attacked Republicans and the Supreme Court over the expected ruling and says that Democrats will fight relentlessly to enshrine Roe v. Wade as the law of the land. Quote, Republicans have made clear that their goal will be to seek to criminalize abortion nationwide. You know what? They're not. I mean, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Roe v. Wade is sending it back to the states where the states will decide. Yep. And for quite, you know, over the weekend, Mitch McConnell said, well, maybe we should consider a national ban on abortion. I'm thinking, why would you bring that up, Mitch? Why would you bring that up? You've just gotten a great victory where we can send it back. And, you know, I, I am all... an idiot. He, I, well, I, I just... Mm. I mean, that, 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 is, that is just handing the Democrats what they want. I mean, this is a great victory for conservatives and, for that matter, for um, the, the rule of government, that we're, t- we're, taking, <laughs> we're taking these decisions and putting them back at the local level where it, it should never have left the local level. Well, I mean, many times, uh, I mean, people that idolize Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if you look back at her writings, and it, she even spoke on a matter, she said a number of times Roe versus Wade bad, was not right. Yeah, it, it, bad legislation. From a, bad, from a bad law standpoint, it's a bad yeah. opinion. Yeah. So, so now all of a sudden, uh, of course, they hear from the Democrat leadership lie after lie after lie what it says. And, and I hear people repeat it over and over and over again. It's like, it is too easy. it often enough. Well, it's just too easy not to be stupid and ignorant yeah. now. Just go read the freaking opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's all you got to do. Oh, it's and, not and, that hard. And, yeah, and you can read it in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 100 pages, but, I mean, they're, they're pretty short, you know, big-type pages. So, uh, by the way, uh, Thursday, uh, Clarence Thomas told a gathering uh, in Georgia that uh, we will not be intimidated. The events from earlier this week are a symptom of uh, the fact that we as an institution cannot be bullied into giving you the outcome you want. Uh, Biden, I mean, uh, Thomas was speaking to the Judicial Conference of the 11th Circuit. And uh, it's, but boy, these, these nut jobs are out there <laughs> screaming with their purple hair, their unshaven, women with unshaven armpits, giving the finger, screaming obscenities. And it's like, who can take you seriously? <laughs> Who can take you seriously? You know, for a second when you said on Thursday, I thought you had a big announcement. On Thursday, Clarence Thomas will be joining us. <laughs> I was like, man, what a get. Good gracious. <laughs> I need to work on that. I need to work. You know, I mean, he did decide the Lamprecht versus the FCC. He wrote that. Maybe maybe I've got some pull. I put, doubt it. He probably you, doesn't even remember the name Lamprecht. Tom, put your people on it. See if we can yeah. get it done. All right, Clark, you heard it. <laughs> my, per, my people. My people is Clark Willis. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and take a time out. Lots more to talk about. Stay with with us. We're uh, continuing on for a Monday with News and Views. We'll be right back.
This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So just looking over a uh, little trivia for today. Today is May the 9th, 2022. 62 years ago today, in 1960, the FDA approved the use of the pill. And also, today is National Sleepover Day. I just... Oh, my. (laughs) Just a little curious that those things would happen. Uh, Taking a look at your weather uh, forecast, partly cloudy tonight, a little around 50. Man, it got cold last night. It's cold Um, all day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was a miserable day yesterday for Mother's Day. Sorry about that. Uh, Tomorrow... Cloudy, a high near 66. Uh, Tomorrow night, cloudy skies early, followed by partial clearing, a low of 50 again. Then Wednesday, partly cloudy skies in the morning will give way to cloudy skies in the afternoon, a high of 68. And looking down uh, later in the week, we'll be back in the 70s. But uh, rain is in the forecast for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And as Benny said during the break, we do need the rain. Just saying. The... um, Wee Willie Barber, <laughs> the right reverend Wee Willie Barber, he will not get his day at the North Carolina Supreme Court. Mm. Justices at the state highest court have turned down Barber's appeal of a 2019 conviction connected to a protest at the General Assembly. Lawyers for the North Carolina Department of Justice had argued in February against the court, taking up Barber's appeal of a conviction for second-degree trespass, the conviction stemmed from the 2017 protest Barber led at the state legislative building. Quote, defendant is not raising new constitutional questions, nor is he presenting a matter significant to the jurisprudence of the state. He is reasserting the same fact-specific arguments offered in the previous court proceedings, according to a brief filed by the Special Deputy Attorney General Michael Borelli. Barber's 2019 conviction carried a $200 fine, court cost 24 hours of community service, a suspended one-day prison sentence, and two months of unsupervised probation. They suspended the sentence, apparently, because they couldn't feed the man. The uh, three-judge Court of Appeals panel unanimously upheld the ruling against Barber in 2021. Look, make no mistakes about this. I mean, this is, uh, in one sense, it's a victory. And quite frankly, it probably really, really... uh, killed some of the people on the Supreme Court not to take up this case, knowing how liberal they are. Yeah, they, you know they want to grandstand on that. Oh, yeah. But here's the, the bottom line is Barber doesn't care. I mean, yeah. again, the punishment was nothing. This was grandstanding by Barber. Uh, this had nothing to do with justice or injustice. This was all about we Willie Barber promoting himself as a victim of racism Barber is he's trying to elevate himself to the level of Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, or Patrice Cullors uh, to increase the value of his stock in the industry of race baiting. Is it? That's it. Well, he's about as big as Al Sharpton used to be. You know, you know, back in the, <laughs> he's about as big as all three of them. What are you, you talking know, about? You know, back in the day, Al Sharpton he was a poor. He was a oh, he was a big yeah. He, a, he looked like a Pillsbury doughboy. Now he's a skinny little sucker. Yeah, we, I, I, he actually looked. He actually looked healthier when he was fat. <laughs> well, he had some biscuits in him, that's for sure. Uh, he did. He enjoyed those biscuits, that's for sure. Uh, also, the North Carolina Supreme Court has agreed to hear the case that would allow felons to vote in the upcoming state election, not in the primary, but in the general election. And uh, this is basically a victory as for the felons and the liberals as they are now going to skip over 
the and we we asked um, uh, Freshwater Smith this last week, Beth Freshwater Smith, uh, and she couldn't speak directly to the issue, but okay, it's not uncommon that it skips over the uh, Court of Appeals, which is what this decision was. The, the Court of Appeals went against, uh, in in the three-judge panel, two Democrats and one Republican, went against the state constitution, which clearly says, clearly says in the state constitution that a uh, a criminal felon needs to fulfill his total obligations before he has the right to vote again. And you had this three-judge panel, two Democrats, and, and the Republican, by the way, dissented on this. So the two Democrats said, nah, nah, you can, as soon as you get out of jail, then you can vote, vote uh, you can, your, your rights to vote are, are reinstated. And uh, the conservative side of this issue said, we appeal it to the en banc court, which is the entire court, which is made up of Republicans. And the Supreme Court stepped in and said, no, thank you very much. We'll take it. And of course, in the Supreme Court, it's dominated by Democrats, liberal Democrats. Yeah, unfortunately, most of the most of the things that are kind of close. I mean, it, it falls towards the Democrats, and they and they go all out um, partisan in their in their Big in their time. process. So I, I guess we probably know what the outcome will be, particularly since it's oh, election yeah. year. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. listen, make no bones about it. This is disenfranchisement. 56,000 now will all 56,000 vote no but it's that mm-hmm. potential but all the all you've heard from democrats is disenfranchisement this that and the other and when you come in and you suddenly say that uh, we're going to allow 56,000 people to vote who shouldn't be voting according to the state constitution you are diluting everybody else's vote mm-hmm. and it's the same with illegals voting you you're taking people that have no right to vote and you're you're diluting everybody else's vote that have the right to vote. A most recent Civitas poll from the John Locke Foundation found that 66% of likely general election voters support the state's constitution's current restrictions on felon voting. Among those surveyed, 54% opposed the trial court's ruling allowing felons to cast their vote before completing their full sentences. Well, whether you can argue, you know, if you for or against that or not, I mean to me there's not a path for this law and uh you know if you want to take up a constitutional amendment take it up through the process just don't take it to court right but that's the problem they just keep they just keep you know they file a lawsuit and uh hope to get the right court and hope to get a right opinion and judge shop and and judge shop yep fox news anchor brett bear his stock went up for me big time yesterday he was interviewing chris murphy on the Fox News Sunday, Murphy from uh, Massachusetts, Democrat. And um, the issue, well, Brett Baer asked the question concerning the claims that Joe Biden made last week that MAGA, the uh, Make America Great Again crowd, was uh, one of the most extreme organizations, most extreme group of people in history, in American history. Which basically, okay, you just insulted about 50% of the American voting population. And uh, you sound and think about it. If you're involved in MAGA, chances are you are voting. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> these aren't true. just general populations. These are voters. And so uh, Brett Baer began to ask uh, Murphy what he thought about this. 
And it, it boy, it, now I will give this to Murphy. He he sp- spoke truly what was on his mind. He didn't try to hide anything. But again, it goes back to the issue that the Democrats are clueless as to how far removed their policies are from where the American people are cut to. I am very concerned about the sort of very quick, hateful, divisive turn that the Republican Party has taken. This effort in Florida to sort of target gay kids in schools, um, I just think is mean-spirited and something that I had not seen from the Republican Party when I first started out in politics 20 years ago. Hold Um, on, I'm going to interrupt you. To target gay kids in schools? I mean, the bill is about not talking about sexual identity from K through third grade. That's not targeting gay kids. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. It is sending a message to these kids that they are not worthy, that they should be ashamed of their identification. It says, Senator, that you don't teach subjects with gender identity. You don't think that those kids kids don't take a message from from a ban on the discussion of their identity suggests that they are not worthy of existence in that school. Half of trans kids in this country about sexual identity? Half of of trans kids in this country have contemplated suicide and that's because of the effort to bully them for their identity by adults in this country. So I absolutely do think that there's a message sent to these kids when you when you suggest that a conversation about their identity um, is somehow threatening the education of kids in our schools. With your children, did you talk about sexual identity as a kindergarten kindergartner? Do you, I mean, you don't talk about the birds and the bees, let's lo- let alone the birds and the birds at that age, kindergarten through third grade. So- Murphy did not answer that question. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he can't answer that question because I damn guarantee you he didn't talk about it. <laughs> Listen. First of all, how the heck does a guy that is has his head so far up his rear end as Murphy does? How does he get elected to this? And now, granted, I'm realizing he's from Massachusetts. Yeah, they're they're crazy up there. <laughs> but I mean, this is unbelievable. And and thank you, Brett Baer. For what, yeah, he what, you know he wasn't accustomed to getting challenged at all. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And, and, and the, the pr- circles they travel in. Yeah. That should have been the response when he said that. That should have been a response on every single show on network or cable TV if they're truly journalists. But they're not. They're no. they're advocates for the Democrat Party on most stations. But and, I, and again, polling on this in Florida and Florida's a bellwether state, overwhelmingly. When people know, again, just like you were saying earlier about these, uh, uh, like Roe v. Wade, when people find out about the Florida parental rights and education law, when they find out what it says, they overwhelmingly agree with it. Mm -hmm. Overwhelmingly. Those discussions, I don't have a problem with those discussions occurring at home with the parents or with a counselor or something like that. But, you know, we are... I mean, it's well documented, and it's not fault of the teachers; it's fault of the system. But we are—it's well documented. We are so far behind developed nations in the education of our youth and the math and sciences and things such as that. Number one, well, number one, it's nobody's business to teach young kids something at this age. Number one, but number two, we don't have time to do that crap. There's a thank lo- you. There's a lot more <laughs> Can important we, things yeah, to do, like reading and writing and arithmetic. I, I've got. I've got six grandkids. The youngest is almost a year. The oldest is uh, going to be 12 in July. 
And uh, I love them to death. I mean, they're just, oh boy, I love my grandkids. Listen, I, 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 these, if there's any kid between the age of kindergarten and the third grade who is upset and worried about his transgenderism or gender dysphoria, that kid has been coached big time. Exactly. There yep. is not a kid that's five years old to eight years old that is even thought twice about this unless he has been coached. Yep. And I mean, they're they're playing with GI Joe and baseball and wiffle ball or dolls or what? I mean, th- this is just beyond the pale. That and this horse's rear end, Senator Murphy, for for him to get all high and mighty about all oh, these kids are committing suicide. If they're committing suicide, it's because you're planting these. And first of all, I don't think there are at that age committing suicide. But if they were, it's because you're planting this garbage in their brains. You're grooming them. You're coaching them. Yeah, I mean, you might can have an argument for when you get to the teenager years and that type of thing to have discussions maybe in, in school, not not to push any anyone any particular way, but from what so some kindergarten you're what five years old to third grade you're about what nine or something like that i think you're eight years old yeah yeah nine years old i mean during those times i mean it's also well documented that's the most important time for teaching kids to read and the way you learn you learn to read and then you read to learn so let's focus on reading and for the last two years I mean, it's also well documented. There's all sorts of reading and learning loss from kids because of COVID, and we're worrying about this crap. Yep. Unbelievable. Good job, Brett Barrett. We'll be right back. people understand from your street to wall street facts matter joe raise a lot of alarm bells recession fears to pennsylvania avenue and around the world everywhere everywhere <laughs> we're bringing you the news that counts welcome back to news and views on talk 96.3 and 103.7 welcome back in uh, again our theme today is uh democrats don't have a clue of how far out of touch they are on friday bill maher who is a, a, a lib. I mean, this guy is a lifelong lib. He goes on his show, and uh, Paul Begala was on there, and there was a conservative on there as well. But he started talking about Biden's idea of forgiving college debt. If you took a federal loan to go to college, Biden's going to come in and forgive the debt. And we've heard, and, and it sounded like today that, that Biden might be walking away from this idea. But, I mean, he comes and goes. I mean, he's like the old man wandering around the nursing home trying to find the bathroom. His position is whatever they put on the teleprompter yeah. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and maybe it changed today because of what Bill Maher said on his program. What happened? Friday night. This is Bill Maher talking about the forgiveness of college debt. President Biden is under enormous pressure, speaking of college kids, to come up with a plan now to relieve college debt. A lot of people are saying this is a loser issue. I'll give you some brief numbers here. Why that is, 13% of Americans have 
college debt, federal college debt. So that's not a lot of people you're working to. 65% don't go to college at all. 50% of the college debt goes to people going to grad school, which, come on, a lot of that is just bullshitting around. <laughs> you don't know what to do, and you can keep going to school for free. So it just looks like a loser issue for the party that is trying to win back the working class, that we're going to subsidize. We who didn't go to college and didn't benefit from that are going to subsidize you to get your degree in gender studies and sports marketing and all the other bull that they take in college. I, I, I think it's a loser issue for um, thanks for catching up with us, Bill. I mean, I'm, I'm really tickled that you're, you're saying this now. Uh, it, it took you uh, uh, years to catch up with the rest of us. Uh, he further stated, I think a lot of people, they're re- resentful that, first of all, I'm going to pay now for some kid to go to an indoctrination center where they're indoctrinating kids into things like I don't believe in where the courses are all in racist spotting 101 and and yeah, or gender studies, or, I mean, then they're going to have another major called transgender studies. But you know, what's really interesting about this clip is not only the statistics that he cited, which were really interesting and, and, you know, the Democrats look at those kind of numbers and say, Hmm, maybe this isn't a good idea. But, he, but there is the, the fact is, here is a lifelong Democrat, mm-hmm. liberal Democrat, lifelong liberal Democrat who is reciting these things. And he's sounding like a conservative. That's how whacked out these Democrats are. And think about this. If I was going to go be in the live studio audience of some show, it wouldn't be Bill Maher's show. Mm-hmm. I would think the mm-hmm. studio audience would be leaning left by a pretty good amount oh they're they're a bunch of clapping seals most of the time for whatever liberal liberals up there on the panel well and listen to the audience as he recites those numbers Mm -hmm. listen to the audience he said yeah you're going to go get some bs major in gender studies i mean they're they're hooting and hollering and laughing and clapping i mean even the liberals know that the democrats progressive agenda is full of it yeah, and it's also well documented w- w- with the increase in student debt. You know, when when the federal government decided to get in the student loan business, colleges just sat back and said, "Hey, we we don't have a consumer that's questioning one damn thing yeah, we do." Yeah, yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden, when you and this is this is facts. If you look at the costs in colleges from a personnel standpoint of professors versus non professors. They, they've created this infrastructure of you, they've got people toting coffee to each other all day long. Yep. And I know I've got some people in higher eds that's going, you know, not like that, but it's the truth. I, I went to college 35 years ago or whatever, and the, the way it is now, it, it, you've got these departments that are created and they're not teaching one damn thing. I remember when um, I was a little guy, my, my grandparents lived in Chapel Hill. And they owned some rental property. And college professors that had been there for years were renting these small little cottages and garage apartments from my grandparents. They were professors over at Carolina. And, uh, you know, today, oh, my gosh, professors with tenure at Carolina, 
you know, they're, they're not going to have some little 800-foot cottage or garage apartment to rent. No. They're going out and buying some 5,000-square-foot mansion somewhere. Yeah, and you see the work, the class loads that some of them have. It's just it's just amazing, especially in the schools. Uh, the, the bigger the endowments and the bigger uh, uh, their, their, their foot, geographical footprint, the worse it is, really. Yeah. And listen, if, if they forgive the debt, what do you think is going to happen to it, to it? To tuition then hey, they're, gonna, they're gonna ratchet it up they're gonna just say hey we'll just this go. is the goose that laid the golden egg yep. let's go for it we'll be right back you never know when the news will break but leave us on and you will i think we want to see more details right now on talk 96.3 and 103.7 going back to um the whole scotus leak it's interesting that now you have companies that are getting into the fray. And uh, th- this is really rather sad, I think. Amazon has come out and said they're going to pay. Now, this just came out since the SCOTUS leak. They've come out and said, we will reimburse our employees up to $4,000 for their travel for abortions. Um, now, they're also saying, uh, and we'll do it for other things as well, but uh, it, it, the, the coincidence of this happening right after the SCOTUS leak is uh, rather eye-opening. And, and you know, I've, I've, I thought this was uh, supposed to be a private matter between the woman and her doctor. <laughs> well, now we've got the uh, companies like uh, Citicor, Yelp, and I'm sure there'll be others, but Amazon right there at the top of the list. I wonder if Amazon will do that for someone that's having issues with cancer or heart disease. Or... Well, they, they actually, they, they they will do that. I, and mm-hmm. I will give them that benefit. But my question would be, will you do that for somebody that wants to adopt? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Will mm-hmm. you, uh, or will you do that to uh, save a life or is it just? Is it a matter of, you know, it's cheaper for us to pay them to go get an abortion than if we have to pay for uh, maternity leave or we have to Could pay be, for yeah. insurance for the whole family, medical insurance for Could the whole be family. a profit motive there. Yeah, <laughs> sad but true. Hey, thanks for being with us. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody.